Oh, Ron, you are so funny. <laughs> My daughter tried to be funny. She said, hey, Dad, who are the Patriots playing in the playoffs? Oh, wait, they're not playing, are they? I said, yeah, she got it from you, I think. <laughs> I said, your team isn't playing either. She goes, who cares? So good to have you with us at TLC today. We're going to have a great time. But, I, you know, I... I love doing what God has me do, and the thing for me, and if you're a guest today, you, hopefully you'll be like, well, I, I'm, I'm not here to entertain you, although some of that probably happens just because of my nature being ornery, but I'm, I'm, I'm basically, my, my goal is to give you things that you can go, I can do that. I can learn that. Yes, I could do that. Because if I can give you something that you could take away today and you could do and you could see results and they're good, would you be interested? I want to talk about prayer this morning because, I mean, for years we've grown up in the church. And so many times when I was in church, I loved church. I mean, you know, it wasn't, to me it wasn't churchy. I didn't really know what churchy was. I just knew I had a lot of friends, a lot of family. If you're looking to connect, I mean, it's a great place to, it's kind of part of your extended family. And that's cool if you're a believer in Christ and all that, you know. But I would leave, I would leave kind of disappointed. I mean, I would feel God. And that's always good to feel God. Wow, I mean, and people would say, church was really good today. And I'd say, yes. But this is what happened. I'm like, I still have Monday to deal with. And I don't know how to take what happened in there and make it work for Monday. So I'd be frustrated. Not in a, I mean, I'm not blaming anybody, but just, so my heart... So if you're not used to this, it may come at you. I'm going to give you things that will help you that you can go, I can do that. So you can put them to use, practical things and practical tools that you can make. So we're going to talk about prayer today. If I could show you how to pray. Now, God, how many knows God is a, has a 100% success rate? I mean, you can take a rock to a sword fight and win. Just ask David. I mean, God is just successful in everything that he does. So if I can show you God's, here's a... Uh, formula, if you will, not a magic potion, but there's things that you have to do, but, but will bring results. That's what I want to talk about today. Okay. So <clears throat> I've got seven steps and they're not going to take that long. You'll be in and out of here in at least three days. It's going to be fine. <laughs> seven steps. You'll be in and out of here in no time. Let's open, really, if you have your Bible, you can look uh, in your Bible. You can look on your smartphone. If you don't have a Bible or smartphone with you, you can check it out on the screen, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, um, if you want to look that up real quick. And uh, we love that scripture. Um, we do a lot with that because everything in the Bible is always important, from the, from the maps uh, at the back to the table of contents in the front. I mean, it's all good stuff. So, eleven twenty four. Just says this, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, now look, that doesn't say, this is past, received it, it will be yours. That's amazing. If you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. The Bible defines the, this is success. I want to pray and bring results. I want success. So many times in the world we live in today, everybody is vague. Everybody has something. I mean, if you look on I mean, I'm not saying there are many things that do work. Some work better than others. I've, you know, if you look at right now, first of the year, every, there's gyms. You can join our gym for 20 cents and only this. And, and now I saw one from another one. Just a dollar today. And, you know, because everybody. But really about now, most of the, uh, 
the New Year's resolutions are starting to fade. I'm going to the gym. Bless God, I'm going to go work out 24 hours a day. Where's my gym located? <laughs> you know, things just start by the you know as we as we go along. So there, but there are, there are many roads. But really, there's only one way to heaven. So let's just cut to the chase here. Jesus is the way. And so we're not going to explain any other way. There isn't. But I'm just saying, you know, people can go on this kind of diet and it'll work on this kind of diet. It'll work this kind. And then they all can have results. Some diets work better for others than they do for some because of their lifestyle and their choices. You know, I get that. But how about pray? Shouldn't praying be something that should be like a consistent through believers? I mean, did God say, you don't have to do this, but you have to do this? When you pray now he's kind of put this out there so as a follower we can all do this same thing isn't it great you can go to mcdonald's in anywhere usa and order a big mac and they make it the same now you might not think that's great but if you don't know the food sometimes just a big mac is like i know what's in this you ever go to a reunion and your family you know what they put on the table but you don't know what everything else is you're gonna go to your family's food because you know who made it don't look at me like that we go to her family, they have a summer family thing, and they make, they call it pickled corn. I believe they serve it in hell. I, it is fermented corn. I didn't know that, and every year, and she can tell you, they laugh at me because they got me to try it one year. Here, we, we put some corn on your plate. That corn did not want to stay down, not only on my plate, but in my body. I had to fight. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And they're just cracking up. And these guys are eating it like, it's, it's wonderful. No, it's not. It's not wonderful at all. Okay. <laughs> Pulling myself back in here. Let's talk about praying. Let's talk about what God is saying. The Bible defines a 100% success rate. And if we are meant because of what God says to live successful lives, he's got an inheritance and abundance for us. I mean, let's start talking about the goodness of God. If, if there's people this trouble, what do they want? They want somebody to tell them, okay, if you want God to be good and I, you're telling me that, then how is he good? How can I tap in to the goodness of God? How can I pray and get results? God's will is not automatic. You know, you just don't just because you have a part to play. We have a job for each of us to do. But I want to experience results. I want fruit from my prayers. So here we go. Step number one. I need to pray God's word. Pray God's word. Base my prayer on the word of God. Base my prayer on what the Bible says. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is a great scripture. This is what it says. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Turn to your neighbor and say anything. Anything that pleases him. This is awesome. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he'll give us what we ask for. This is an amazing thing. This is, God is hearing us. If you, if you diagram or you pull apart some of the scripture, that word hear in there is not just talking about physically hearing. It's talking about God hearing you spiritually and taking the case. Like a judge would say, you'd bring something to the judge and he would say, okay, I hear that. I'm going to make a ruling according to the word on your case. God says, I hear what you're saying, and I get it, and I'm going to intervene on that if you believe it. That's pretty amazing. What we find out, and I'm guilty of this as well, we have a lot of folks that 
they, I have people, I love God. I get it. Everybody loves God. I have people, you know, I believe in God. They'll say that. Have you ever witnessed somebody and they say, I believe in God. You know, here's a newsflash. The devil believes in God, but he ain't going to heaven. We, we, we understand there's a God, but if the only time we need God is to shoot up a flare prayer. Lord, you got to help me. You know, that's okay. I mean, because sometimes we need those. You know, we've all shot them. I still shoot them. But if that's the only time, if it's just a crisis, I only need God when I'm hurt or, or injured or, or I got a bad diagnosis. That's the only time I cry out to him. Other than that, God, just leave me alone. That's not the kind of prayer or success rate that we want. One thing's for sure, if we aim and shoot at nothing, we'll hit it. James 4.3 says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. So, you know, the key really to answered prayer is finding out what pleases the Father, what pleases God. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So then we have to start saying, okay, so how do we get my faith involved to get my prayers answered, to believe exactly what he says to come to pass? Hebrews 4.16, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. We'll find grace to help us when we need it most. So we have the ability to go in and say, you know, because how many, this is what the Bible says. When Jesus was on the cross, the veil was torn. So you could enter into that place now because of what Christ did on Calvary to be able to say, yeah. And, and some of us, are, we never go there because we don't think we're worthy enough. And really we're not, but because of Christ, we are. But because of what he did, we have the ability to go in. We have access to that room, to that throne, to that place, to that place where we can make our requests known to God. That's an amazing thing. You know, I could have my office shut with do not disturb on it. But if she wanted in my office or one of my kids knocked on the door and said, Dad, I got to talk to you. Guess what I'm going to make room for? I'm going to say, you know, if I look at their face, how many know if you look at your kid's face and there's something they really, you're going to be like, what is it? Because they're going to take precedence or you're going to make room for their request. Come on. He's going to make room for you. He's going to make sure that you have the ability and that you, because of Jesus, are worthy to, to apply grace to your life. Romans 12, 2, one of my favorites, I, I say this one almost every day. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person. I love this part. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. God wants good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. He has to help us sometimes change the way we think. I told our dream team today, this is the year of possibilities. Sometimes there's things I want, I want to believe God for. but be, Now listen, because I don't think I can even believe that, I limit it. I put a cap on it. Because I can't see it, and I'll talk about it in a second. I, can't, I don't believe that it's possible. I make it impossible because my faith won't go past what I believe. I'm going to try this side. <laughs> Glenn, my faith won't go past. <laughs> we are the lid on how far we can take this. Do you really believe that what man says is impossible, God said, I can make possible? 
do you really believe that there was a time when Jesus said, you know, you got five loaves and two fish, bring it here. Do you really believe there's a time when she said, if I can just touch his robe, I'm going to be healed? Do you really believe there's a time when he said, the Lord says to dip seven times. Don't dip six, dip seven, you'll be healed. Do you really believe there's a time when the axe head would float just by throwing a stick on the water? Do you really believe the walls would fall if you just shut up for six days and on the seventh day shout? Would God do that? Well, if you think it's impossible... He's going to grab somebody that says, you know what? Help my unbelief. Let me believe what you believe. God, if you say you can do it, you can do it. I mean, would you believe a teenage boy with five stones in a bag can go defeat a 10-foot giant with a big sword that says, ha, 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 ha. That makes Mr. T look like he's a rag doll? I pity the fool. Knowing the will of God is where faith begins. Then, like an arrow at the bullseye, we can shoot it with boldness and confidence, knowing that it'll hit the mark. So if you need healing in your body, do you want to believe what the doctor says? Or are you going to believe what the Word says? What does the Word say about your condition? We just... We start saying, okay, I'm going to believe what the word says. I'm going to pray by his stripes I'm healed, 1 Peter 2.24. The, the new living says by his wounds you are healed. It's already done. He's already provided for it. I don't have to believe that it'll happen. I have to believe that it's already happened, and I have to walk in it and receive it. There's a big difference. What does his word say? And you start saying, thank you, Lord. You provided healing for my body. I receive it, and I begin to walk in that right now. I begin to receive it. I begin to declare it. Brett, you declare it when it's hurting? You betcha I do. Because it can't... Do you understand sickness on your body is illegal? It shouldn't happen. I mean, you need to just... And you might be like, well, I don't believe that. How many times are you sick? I have people that it would be like this. Well, my kids are sick as a dog. It's going to go through our whole family. They'll get it. I'll get it. Well, good luck with that because you just declared it. But how about just saying, no, I rebuke any sickness, any infirmity, any disease. It touches my body, dies instantly by the covenant I have with Christ Jesus. And I begin to, whatever's wrong, I begin to declare it right. And we'll, we'll go into that. If I have a financial need. I don't pray my problem, I pray the answer. Instead of saying, oh God, I need $124.36 for this, I might be saying, oh God, thank you for the $124.36 to pay this and more. Now, if you keep doing the same thing, that's an issue he's going to have to deal with. Have people, Lord, just help me get out of debt. Quit signing the papers. Kim and I have spoken to our bills. Have you ever done that? There's a story of a guy that said, God, I'm going to throw these bills up in the air. I want you to take them all. God said, okay. Whatever stays up in the air, I'll take. Whatever comes down the ground, you take care of. <laughs> we've, we've spoke to our bills. And, and if we have been not a good steward in areas at different times, then we have had to, listen, we've had to do plastic surgery. Cut up our credit card. 
and say, I'm not using that anymore. I'm going to believe for another way and pay the thing off and believe God to keep us out of debt. And we started doing things and saving money and investing in things. And God started blessing. You know, that didn't happen by just osmosis. I don't know what mountain you have in front of you. But what does the word say about it? So here's something if you're like, you know, the only time I pray is if I have a need. No, what about just praying just because you're in a relationship? If the only time I ever came to Kim is because I had a need. Woman, fix me food. Give me them grapes and that palm tree. Come on. She has never done that, by the way. <laughs> the relationship would be very shallow. So... With God, when you're in relationship with him, then, you know, if you were like, I, I don't want to just pray to you when something goes wrong, because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. In this life, you will have tribulation. There's going to be stuff that you don't like. There's going to be issues. If they, if they mess with Jesus, they're going to mess with you. They didn't crucify him because they loved him. Jesus said, if you're going to be my, you're going to get persecuted. That's part of that. Because it's like rubbing a cat backwards. You're going against the grain. So then here's three quick things. I mean, just set a time, set a goal. I'm going to get up in the morning. If you're a morning person, get up in the morning. I, I like morning because it starts my day out that way. I have a specific place. This is where I go when I pray. I get my, I've got a little thing there for my coaster, for my coffee. Got the coffee there. Got my Bible there. Got a book I'm reading. Got all that. If I go see PK, she's up in another place. And she's got her Bible there. She takes a journal, reads a journal. She has that out in her lap. And she'll, you know... She, if God tells her something, she can write it down. She can do, I mean, whatever makes that work for you. Be consistent. And when you pray, believe that you receive. Here's step number two, pray in faith. Matthew 21, 22. You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you'll receive it. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you'll receive. That's in the New King James. The New Living says, if you have faith, you'll receive it. So you base it on God's word. And you start praying, Lord, I don't have to wait for it to show up. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Now, many of you know just a couple weeks ago, I was at Pastor Gary's, and I went, and I got my eight-point buck. And when I got there, now this is Mr. Faith now. you got to understand, he's not only my pastor, he's, he's one of our mentors. He's just I an mean, amazing man of faith. And so he's looking at my gun. And he's saying, so what are, you, what are you believing for? You ever have somebody where you're almost like, I don't know if I want to tell you. Because what if it don't happen? But I'm like, no, I'm not letting fear do that. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get an eight-pointer or bigger today. He goes, okay. He said, well, if you don't get him today, you know you can hunt here tomorrow after service. You can come back. And this is what I said to him. I don't think I'll need tomorrow. I'll just get him today. And he looked at me and smiled and goes, Okay. So he takes me out to the spot and all the stuff that happens. And he said, this is where the deer are going to come. They'll probably come this way and that way. They came from behind me. Now, I'm, I'm only telling you the story, and I'll keep it rated G because those of you that don't like any morbid deer stories, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> there I was Rambo. and No. Uh, so anyway, um, they came from behind me. And the first uh, that I saw, I saw a doe and a yearling. And then I saw a four-point. And now in my mind, now I want you to understand what my prayer is. I'd already taken a seed. I'd already sown it in agreement with my wife. We already confessed over it. We already believed over it. We prayed. And she said, okay. 
And so we were, I was in agreement. So the, in my mind and in my belief system, in my heart is, though, yearling, four point, ooh, my eight point must be right behind that four point. So what, now my point is this. When I'm hunting, I don't look at if the deer will show up. I look at where it will show up. There's a difference. I'm not wondering if it will happen. I'm just wondering when. And sure enough, he was right behind the four point, and the rest is history. When I got back to my car, in my car was a, a 12-gauge shotgun semi-automatic that Pastor had given me because I shot many times at this deer and only hit him once. And... So I asked him, I said, what's the matter, boss? Don't you like 4th of July around your house when, <laughs> when I'm out here? <laughs> he, he's like, all you need is one shot, Brett. I'm like, well, maybe I'll open my eyes next time. No. But anyway, true story. Got a gun, uh, and I'm thankful for it. But that's how everything works in the kingdom. You believe you receive when you pray. God's word, it's done. If God says it's done, it's done. Believing he can and, and knowing he will, those are very different. Not that he just can, but knowing he will. He's, remember First John, he's heard me. I'm taking the case. It's done. So knowing that it's done. Remember I talked about if you knew, if you studied for a test and today was test day and you walk in for your test, you're, you feel pretty good. I know I'm going to pass this test. I'm studying. I'm ready. Then if you didn't even crack a book, you're in there going, oh God, please just transfer knowledge from somebody, you know. <laughs> If you've been in college or any, even high school, you probably had prayers like that. Here's, excuse me. So we're going to believe it. We're going to speak to it. In other words, we're going to confess with our mouth. And then we're going to act on it. Believe it and do not doubt. All right? So, you know, think about that. So faith without works is dead. So how am I going to act on it? This is what I'm doing. When I'm out in those woods and I'm like, I'm believing for this, I am looking when I get set where he may come from. Not if he's going to come where he may come from, on, on, and how could I get myself ready for when he shows up? Do, do you see the difference? So I'm already doing that. So what about the ten lepers? Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. There is no record of their conversation on the way back to the priest. There got to be people just like you and me. I think this is kind of stupid. I don't really want to go back to the priest. They're not going to let us get even close. Shut up. You know, I mean, somebody's going to be like, hey, dude, just be quiet. He said, go, just go. Can you not go? You ever give somebody something and they complain the whole time? For real. I've dealt with students all my life, and we, sometimes we, here's food, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. And you're just like, are you hungry? There's food. You said you liked pizza. I don't like squares. I like triangles. I mean, we've, we've seen stuff like this, and we're like, are you kidding me? You just want to go get a knife and go, whoosh, 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 be happy. <laughs> Somebody eat his crust because he's having a pity party. So, I mean, just understanding, loving on God, act on what he's told you to do. They didn't stand there. Those lepers went. They did what he said. Think about everything that was acted on. The woman with the issue of blood. Yes, I'm gonna, if I, she already declared, I'm going to grab his robe. If I can touch it, I'll be healed. She acted on it. She confessed it. She believed it. That set up her faith. And we could go on and on and go story after story. Step number three, do not fear. 
Do not fear, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. It's no, it's no big revelation. Satan is a trickster. He is the father of lies. He's never told the truth. He's not going to tell you the truth. He'll lie to you. He'll tempt you. He'll try to get you to do something, and then he'll burn you on the other end and tell you you're an idiot for doing it. He does not care about you. He wants to get you to fall. That's his goal. Steal, kill, destroy. But if we let fear... He uses fear a lot because we're afraid, afraid of what people think, afraid of what people might say, afraid of this, I'm afraid of that. Fear is paralyzing, it's debilitating, it stops you, it stops faith because you focus on fear instead of faith. The what ifs of life, it'll hinder your belief in God. If God is right 100% of the time, here you go, newsflash, Satan is wrong 100% of the time. If we want to see results, then fear and doubt can't have a place in our vocabulary. My wife helps me. This is really the story of a helpmate. And I'm telling you, I am kind of the kite and she's the string. Like, well, come back here. Because I'm just, you know, I'm going to tell you this story. My, the 180 crew will love this. The students here love our 180 students, but they were just having a ball, and they were kind of just like going a little crazy in here. You know, and they were running, and we were trying to get them to stop, and it seems like an easy quest, but you get, you know, 20 students in here, and some of them are going over here, and some are going over here, you know, and so PK was here with me, and so she was just had told everybody, we need to, we need to just kind of rein some of this in a little bit. You know, these kids, there's thousands of dollars of equipment back there. They can't be back there and, you know, touching the buttons and going, ooh, what's this do? Woo, that's neat. You know, we don't need that. So she had just told them all that. I am not aware of all that. She's saying, okay, let's keep everything down and cool. So, but, the, I mean, there was, the kids were all excited, and I was just so pumped because the group was doing so good. I loved the kids and loved the help. So we're walking out because we have people who are taking care of that. I, I open the door and I scream, 180 rocks, right in her ear. I mean, you're almost like, she's just like, and they had just, she just had, we need to sell these guys down. So here's the leader of everything. But I didn't know that. I've done silly things like that before and didn't know. Uh, it was at youth camp and, and Pastor Gary was there and uh, and it was like 2 in the morning, and he was going to go night fishing. And, and camp was on a lake, and so they'd already gotten complaints from people that lived on the lake because, you know, across water, sound travels. So it was, and we were being all loud. There's, there was about maybe 60 or 70 students. And, and, you know, and so pastor had just, and I did not know this, had come and said, you guys have to keep it down. They've already complained. You're too loud. It's time for us, everybody, to start getting ready. We're going to go to bed because we had this big night revival and kids were just getting healed and slain it was awesome i didn't hear him say that so i come into the scene i see him down there and i start yelling at him hey pastor you catching anything one of the student leaders turns around to another and goes you gotta love him (laughs) this is what she says this is what my wife will tell me you don't always have to say everything you think isn't that true 
Because sometimes we think a lot. And everything that you think doesn't need to be said. And you certainly don't need to say things you don't mean. Sometimes we don't think about things and we just say things off the cuff and we really didn't think about it. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 37. Just say this simple. He said just, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond that's from the evil one. Man, I'm just like, God, help me do that. Clean up my vocabulary. Begin just to talk the word of God. Don't let doubt and fear take up space in my brain. Now, you can't stop the enemy from knocking at the door. He's going to come and do that. But you don't have to answer the door. Let faith answer the door. You'll have not just the enemy try to talk you out of your stance in God. People, meaning well people, maybe that aren't in faith where you're in faith at. Because what you need might not be what they need. They'll try to talk you out of that. So you have to refuse doubt and you have to refuse fear. You have to stand in the truth. The Bible says the truth makes us what? Free. So we're going to stand in that. Our fourth step. I love this one. Picture yourself winning. Now again, we're talking about prayer. Picture yourself winning. Joshua 1.8, study this book of instruction. We're talking about the Bible. Continually meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. If you want to have success, you got to see yourself succeeding. I mean, this is a biblical principle, but people will take it, oh, this is, you know, this is a, uh, a motivational thing. Well, sure, doing the right thing is always going to be motivational. But it, you need to see yourself Winning, see yourself on the other side. See yourself what that looks like. See yourself where you're supposed to be. What's it look like to you? God took Abraham outside. He said, I'm going to give you all these descendants. Sometimes God gives you something you can't hardly picture it. And he said, Abraham, look up. If these were stars, we could count these. Could you imagine if in the sky we couldn't even count them? Abraham couldn't. God says, I'm going to do this. So again, back to if you want to limit God... That's where you'll stay. But what if God says, David, take a stone to a sword fight. You got this. I got you backed up. Okay. Mind blown. Lord, if I could have what you think, because my mind doesn't work all that way. I mean, I could, can you imagine five loaves and two fish? Can you picture that feeding 20,000 people? That'd be tough. But if Jesus said, bring it here, what you have will do. Does that mean I've got to naturally see it? No, it means you see it in the spiritual. In other words, you believe you receive when you pray. You see it with your spiritual eyes. It brings results into the natural. Bill Winston said this, God told Abraham, as far as you can see, I'll give you. If there's no revelation, this is what he said, there's no restoration. If you can't see it, you, you're not going to have it. Because then it's just a wish. Now, I want to, we have a lot of wishing Christians. I'm not saying I've never been a wishing Christian. I wish this would happen. But if we knew... When I walk into that woods, when I am in faith and I know... I start looking at things like... Okay, I wish I'd have thought of this sooner. How far is it going to be for me to drag this guy? The deer, not a person. Just specifying. 
Pastor Brett's talking about. <laughs> so, you know, here's, here's some things that might help you. If you see yourself winning, you might want to avoid places that you can't see yourself winning in. Or people that never talk positive to you. Now, it doesn't mean they're not good people. Please don't misunderstand me. It doesn't mean I'm telling you to shun people. It does mean I'm telling you to be aware of your surroundings. If they're gossiping at work, maybe you shouldn't include yourself in that. Don't go over and be part of that. If there's jokes that aren't, they're not, um, that's it, appropriate, thank you. They're not appropriate, don't get in on those. Okay, so begin to say, all right, but get around people. That's why we build each other up. The Bible says we build one another up. Get around people that will be like, I can believe for that. I'll believe with you for that. Or, you know, just get you and God. But if you hang around negative all the time, it will rub off on you. You got to decide right now, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to quit planning to fail I'm not going to play the what if game. What if this happens? What if that happens? I'm going to plan for success. I'm going to plan for victory. I plan to receive everything I'm believing God for. Can I just say, if you're like, I I believe God's going to help me. He's going to help me get out of debt. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And if he doesn't come through, I have my MasterCard. Go ahead and swipe that puppy because that's where your faith is. Because your plan B is always, if you have a plan B, that's your plan A. So if you're going to stand on God, stand on God. God, all things are possible to him that believes. Father, I thank you that you have anointed me for such a time as this. And begin to declare those things. Stretch your faith as far as it will go. Can't should not be in your vocabulary. It's not in hers. She saw this one of her, and I know she didn't coin this phrase. Honey, where there's a will, there's a way. We went and saw the rise of Skywalker. I told her, she is a Jedi. She just looks at me and just like, I don't know about you. I said, where there's a will, there's a ray. Because she doesn't see, can't. Ask my uncle, where's he at? Text, she doesn't see, can't. He'll say, let's do this. And she'll say, why not? You see, if God is doing, then you have to just start. And this is, again, I cap God because sometimes I'm just like, I don't see that. Picture it. Can you picture what it looked like with that section like Christmas Eve and that section like Christmas Eve all the time? Two, three, four services. Can you picture that? How many people could we win to Jesus? Can you picture that? People getting healed, set free, delivered. Can you picture that? Us paying and helping people with their their bills and finances. Can you picture that? It's about us saying, oh, God, we're not here just to have a, a meeting. We're here to actually change a community. Revelation 12, 11, they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and their testimony. The New King James will said by the word of their testimony. So get a word from God. What do you, what do you understand about testimony? Most of the times we, we have to be careful. We tell people here. Could you give a testimony? They, they just have the moanies. It's just the. Oh. Well I don't. And I don't mean that you're not going through anything. But if we're giving a testimony. It is actually testifying of God's goodness. For something that he's doing in your life. Or that he's done in your life. And you're recognizing that. 
by the blood of Jesus, if we are a believer, we are qualified to defeat the enemy. By the word, by speaking it out. Provision is already there. But the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. The testimony will give you a couple things. You can claim what's rightfully yours. If you can testify, that means you're walking at least in authority. You can claim, this is mine. According to what the word says, this is mine. I'm not under a curse. I'm under, man, this is good. I'm go- you mean I could, ooh, God, you mean this could happen? And God will just say, do you believe it? I mean, think about this. Think about Peter. Peter is outspoken. Peter is, I mean, I love Peter. Peter just says what he thinks before he really thinks. So I have some things in common with Peter. Peter says, I mean, he disses everybody. If all of these guys leave you, not me. And Jesus says, Pete, not too long, you're going to deny me three times. I mean, and if you think even before when Jesus met Peter, Peter's brother's like, ooh, we found him, and goes and gets Peter and introduces him. And then we have all this stuff with Peter. Peter's very bold. Peter's the one that says, I'm getting out of the boat. Jesus, that's you. You come. And he does that, and he walks on the water. He denies him. And then Jesus comes back, cooks him a meal, a breakfast. Peter's like, woo, that's Jesus. Takes off his robe, jumps in the water, and goes and eats the meal. We basically don't, I mean, he cuts off the soldier's ear before they grab him, you know, and all of that stuff. Cusses and... And the next time you hear about Peter is in the book of Acts. 3,000 people find Christ. Why? And, and his shadow starts healing the sick. What's changed? Man. He's like, I know this to be true. That's what testimony does. It encourages others. It's like, wow, if God's no respecter of persons, if he did it for you, he'll do it for me. Here's number six. Look past yourself and help somebody else. Galatians 5, 6. When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What's important is faith expressing itself in love. So prayer brings results fueled by faith, and now we see that faith works by love. All this verse is just saying, this isn't, you know, this is people, believe it or not, God wants, God loves people. So God is love. It's not that God might love. That's just his essence. He is. So if we're going to emulate God, if we're going to do what he wants, then we're going to love sometimes unlovely things. Not that we appreciate or endorse them, but things that people, you know, just because you love people doesn't mean you condone everything they do, the way they believe, what they say is a lifestyle or whatever. We just go by what the book says. But we, we still have to love them. See how quiet that is? Because in the world today, we're supposed to, oh my. I'm just saying, God defined it very clearly in the book. But love is defined very clearly as well. So I let God throw the stick down for that. I just declare what's in the book. I want to have faith that brings results. When we reach out to others, we get our focus off of us onto somebody else. Just helping. One of the best, I mean, I have so many people that 
helped me in this church. I mean, I could be up here for 10 minutes listing literally all the dream team. Somebody that's close to my heart is Rick Gatrell. He, he just, I've known him for years. That man can fix or build anything. I, re, I really believe that. He, he doesn't see, he's kind of like, if I say we need this, his, you can almost hear wheels in his mind. He starts thinking, how could I build that? Probably John Schmidt would be much like that. He'd go and figure out how to fabricate a piece if he couldn't figure it out. That would be Rick. Oh, I'll weld that here and I'll put that there. I mean, and he'll come up with something that you'll be like, I would have never thought of that. But, I mean, he's been over to my house. He's helped me put up stuff that, that broke or stuff that we fixed together. You know, and I basically, I help. He, you know, I do what I can, but, I mean, he's just... Well, let's do this. Let's do that. I think it'd look better if we did that. Okay, that works good for me. You know what I'm saying? Helping others. When we start helping others, it gets our focus off of some of the stuff that we are just, we get engulfed with our own concerns. And so we want answered prayer. Get your focus off you and start saying, okay, God, now listen, I, who else can I help? True prosperity is the ability to use the power of God to meet the needs of mankind in every area. Spirit, body, soul. How can I help somebody? <clears throat> can, I, can I say this? Um, six and seven are going to go together. I'm about to do seven. And we're going we're gonna to look at Luke 6.38. And, and it's always, Luke 6.38 is always pronounced about giving. It's always about giving. It will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? Same measure that, I'm saying that fast, I know. That you, so it was measured back to you. It isn't dealing just with giving. If you look at the context of the verse before, it deals with judgment. So it's not talking just about money. It can be about if you're judging others, it's going to come back to you, good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. We don't need that. Not judgment. That, we'll just let God take care of that. But it does talk. It, it can reflect on giving. So my point is this. When we're talking about helping others, here's number seven, and we'll put these together. Start giving. So if I need healing and I'm going to help others, let me pray for people that need healing. Get my mind off me, I'm going to get it on them. How do you know how much you get back? You are the measure. You are the stick of what comes back to you. God does not measure that, you measure that. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. In the same measure that you give the bible talks if you sow sparingly and i'm not just talking about money you reap sparingly generously so if i'm needing something else you know kim and i got a chance to sow last night i got to be with pastor and and uh i don't know if you heard they're starting a north campus so faith life's got a north campus and so they're doing that north campus back in powell ohio and uh, and that they they got that campus debt free crazy and now they're starting renovations on that all of monies in january are going to renovate that for their north side campus so we were able kim and i were able to sow in that because we have some things that we want to believe for that we're doing so we're helping does that make sense so we are setting the measuring stick and now god can do that how many knows he can do that a hundredfold and all that and then we get all that but we want to sow but i want to help people 
and I want to give, and I want to be generous, no matter what that is, whether it's just finances or it's just in time, if they need help. Again, I used Rick. I could use John. I could use anybody. I could use my Uncle Tom. I mean, we could, the list could go on and on and on. The first how I met Scott Ebert, he came and helped us because our baptismal tank was leaking. I didn't even hardly know him. I took coffee over to him. But, I mean, the tank was leaking water all over the auditorium floor, and he's in there with black goop for windows trying to get it to stop. He didn't have to do that. This is all about, God, help me to sow. Help me to give. Help me to help. So if I need, if I need finances, I'm going to sow some finances. If I need friends, I'm going to be a friend. For real. If I need clothes, look through your closet. Give some clothes to somebody. Not the stuff that's like way dated back that you would never wear. I thought you'd like this. We had somebody give to the church one time an old wore out chair. I mean, you could see the springs and stuffing. Wanted to give that to you because we wanted some new furniture. I'm going to give it to the junkyard. That's what I'm going to give it to. Because I mean, there's no repairing it. Don't do that. God, what do you want me to do? I told you last week a story of PK walking around with all the stuff out of her purse. She was holding it. Where's your purse? Huh? It's over there. That lady's got it. She wanted it, so I gave it to her. Then she got like five purses in the next two weeks. Crazy. So you're telling me this principle brings success. I'm telling you this principle brings success. Getting his will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect... In your life and knowing by faith what his will is by getting into his word. Here's, here's my last thing and, and I'm finished. It's 1135. Give me two more minutes and we'll be done. Remember when you were kids? I'm going to play a game. Now, I'll give this to PK and if she put it under her seat, but I didn't see her put it under her seat. Put it under, yeah. Work with me. <laughs> Put it on your seat, but I didn't see it and say I was out of the room and I came in and, and, and this is, the, we're playing look for the Bible. And so I would be over here and she would say, oh, you're, you're cold. And then I'd turn around and, okay, and oh, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. And if I got clear down in front of her feet, she'd say, you're hot, you're smoking hot. That is not. You that are watching online, I don't know what they're laughing at. What I meant is we played that game as kids. You want prayer that brings results? You got to get into the book. Now, whether you do it on your smartphone, whether you do it however you want to do it, whether you have a Bible, that, I mean, but you got to get into the book because you got to let the book get into you. And when you let the book get into you and you start saying, oh, because that's where his will be. Faith begins where his will is. So you got to know his will. So if his will is already stated, you should be healed because I paid for it. You should be prosperous because I paid for it. Not me, him. So then let's do that. And walk in these seven steps and help each other and believe that we receive when we pray and watch what happens. It'll revolutionize. I can't even speak, but it'll make everything better. In Jesus' name, bow your heads, close your eyes, please.